Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I am your boy, Dangerous Duke. I'm your boy, Stevie Jobs. We are the Dangerous Jobbers Podcast, putting wrestling over one podcast at a time. Man, oh man, this weekend was a... Yeah, a changing of the guard. A changing of the guard Um, is is definitely a good word to describe it. Uh, I was going to say a shock to the culture. Oh, very much so. Um, Yeah. A lot of highs this weekend. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. And some lows. There was that there were some lows too, but I think the highs kind of outweighed the lows this weekend. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think for all the things that are uh bad that's about to come, there were some really great moments. So. Yeah, there were there were some good moments that definitely made you forget the bad things that are that have already happened or might be coming. Uh but mm-hmm. that's why we're here. We're here to tell you guys, dissect everything as we always do. And first things first. We got to kick it off with that wrestler of the pod. So who you got for us this week? Oh, man. Um, so I tried really, I was trying my hardest not to do this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking for, I, I tried really hard not to be biased, um, to look for anybody I can. Um, but it's our 51st pod. And... Uh, I have to announce that the wrestler of the pod, this pod is the first three-time wrestler of the pod. Oh, man. It's uh, wrestler of the pod number one, Masha Slamovich. Okay. And like I said, I was really trying not to do it. I was trying to find any reason in the world. But she has earned this week. Um, So let me start by saying... Uh, she debuted on AEW, mm-hmm. AEW Dark, but AEW. Yeah. Um, this weekend, actually, she was already uh, GSW's Soul of Syndicate champion. Mm-hmm. She fought Sienna to become the first GSW uh, global women's champion. Okay. So she's Masha two belts, um, and she's the first double champion in GSW history. On top of that, NWA Empower is coming up this week. It's the uh, NWA's first all women pay per view. Okay, and she is in the Women's Invitational Cup. Ooh. So she is she is just firing on all cylinders. Um, and depending on how this week goes, she could be uh, in a storyline in AEW Dark with uh, Thunder Rosa. Oh, that'll be a good one. Yeah, because in the end of her AEW Dark match, Thunder Rosa came down to uh, defender from Penelope Ford, uh, who was taking it a little too far. So this week, Thunder Rosa faces Penelope Ford. So if Masha shows up again, she could be full-time AEW. I wouldn't mind that at all. Straight out of Japan. I wouldn't mind that at all. Right? That'd be amazing. Yeah, that, um, that'd be awesome for her. Yeah, and shout out to Reckless Figs because he recognized it too. He was like, man, y'all called her way, way back. Mm-hmm. And now she's on AEW Dark. So. Yeah, she's um, definitely been doing some good stuff as of late. Yeah, man. Big shout out to her. Three-time wrestler of the pod. 
uh, she's just becoming undeniable. The good thing is if she reaches any more milestones, um, she can't really qualify for wrestler of the pot anymore because at that point she'd probably be main roster. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But hey. Like there's no higher you can really go at. Yeah, that. for real. Other than just being like a regular name that's on the show. Yeah. So, I mean, shout out to her. That was completely amazing. Um, so I'm starting with NXT TakeOver. Mm-hmm. That's where we're going to get into. Uh, before I start with NXT TakeOver, I want to read this. Um, take it with a grain of salt. I don't know if it's completely official, but um, I want to read this in advance because the big thing about NXT TakeOver 36 is that it could be the last TakeOver um, like we know it to be. Yeah. This could be the, and this was to me, the uh, farewell of NXT as we knew it. Um, they didn't do any big send-off, but they had like the greatest NXT matches firing live on YouTube the whole day, mm-hmm. which doesn't spell great things to me. No, it, it normally doesn't. <laughs> you would only put on the best matches of an of, of a company you're about to destroy. Yeah. Um, so seeing as how the complete culture of NXT is about to change, um, I want to read this because I feel like this is what kind of makes it official. Um, and this is coming from Nick Khan. Oh, God. Um, and it's pretty much an announcement saying that there will be no more indie wrestlers uh, getting signed to NXT. Um, he said, we're doing a complete revamp on NXT led by Triple H, uh, who is one of the architects of the original NXT. Um I'm going to paraphrase. He said, uh, if you if you think uh, of the life of an elevated athlete through their career, the opportunity to go play somewhere has always been easy. But being able to play somewhere specifically is what's hard. Um, so basically what he's saying is uh, they want to make their system to get recruited easy. Um, but the process of whether you make it or not, difficult. Uh, and they don't want to take any athletes that are already out there, any wrestling athletes that are already out there, uh, so they won't be signing any more independent talent because they've already found somewhere to play, basically. So he's going to be taking raw athletes from different sports, um, I'm sure more collegiate athletes from straight from wrestling. And I think the theory is that if you get a bunch of guys that are not in wrestling at all and just want to try wrestling and recruit them to WWE and you grind them out and you take them through the system and the ones that quit, quit and the ones that make it, you keep. The theory would be if all you know is how WWE works, you won't complain about how WWE works because it's all you know. Now, now the thing for me is the way the way it sounds like it sounds like what he's saying is they don't want people complaining about the grueling schedules, about the doctors, about everything bad that WWE does. They want them to think everything WWE does is good, which it isn't. Exactly. 
Exactly. I mean, you, you've seen people like Punk, you've seen people like Ryback, you've seen people, even people that are Hall of Famers, people like mm-hmm. Kurt, Kevin Nash, even Sean mm-hmm. has spoke on the things that, you know, WWE does that aren't great. And if the yeah. best friend of the COO or the executive vice president or whatever Triple H's new title is, if the best friend mm-hmm. can talk on the things that aren't good, you know you have an issue on your hand. Yeah. And and that's that's what's at the bulk of this. And I think they're trying to get ahead of it, um, not by improving themselves, but by basically making it more easy to brainwash the talent. Yeah. Um, because if you take guys, because you already tack on that they're not taking anybody under 30. Mm-hmm. So um, they're taking all young guys that... And- and the younger you are, the less experience you have. Um, they're taking all big guys. Yeah, nobody under six foot. And they're taking anybody that is not already an indie wrestler, which means you have no experience anywhere and you're young enough to be brainwashed into the system. Mm-hmm. So they're taking these big and uh, inexperienced athletes and showing them this system so that they don't know any other system and they can't question it. There'd be some things they don't like, but they don't know anything else to even say that I could go somewhere else and have this experience. Now, which I guess works to their benefit, but it doesn't exactly I, I was gonna, sound like the greatest. I was going to say know? it'll work for them until people's contracts are up. Mm-hmm. Because let's say you take, um, I don't know. Let's take uh, Gable Stevenson, for example. Mm-hmm. Let's say you want to take him. He he fits everything you just said. He's under 30. He's over six foot. And he's a big guy. You, you give him the WWE brainwashing. He thinks everything he's he's programmed to think everything is good. He does. And he yeah. does good in WWE. Now, let's just say he does good because he could. And when his contract's up, he's like, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to take some time. Think about it, which he can do as yeah. a free person. He can do. And then he starts seeing all these other companies. He starts seeing AEW. He starts seeing Ring of Honor. He starts seeing New Japan, like, like NWA. He sees all these other companies. Wait, you let your guys actually come up with their own material? You let your guys mm-hmm. put their own matches together? Mm-hmm. Your your schedule isn't as grueling or demanding. What's the catch here? Like, what's going on? I'm I want to see what this is right. about. And then WWE right. can be like, oh no, here's money, here's money. You're a draw, here's money. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, sure, you can give me all the money I want, but I can actually create my own stuff over here. I can actually be my own person. I don't have to have a demanding schedule like you guys do, 300 days a year. I can work the 250 days a year, the 200 days a year. They're going to, they're going to wind up shooting themselves in the foot in the long run. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I guess the hope is, and uh, I just made this connection. I think that's why Roman Reigns is able to talk so boldly. Like whenever you hear him in like a sound bites or um, other podcasts that he does, and he's like bashing certain guys or 
not understanding how anyone could say anything bad about WWE and what have you. Um, and I think it's because Roman has the benefit of being solely in WWE. Like, because he's not, he's never been, um, it's easy for him to uh, not support anything anyone else is saying. I was going to say, it because this is all he knows. It reminds me a lot of Randy. When Randy was first on his hot run as one of the top guys in the company, Randy would do the same thing. Back in like, oh, mm. oh, seven, oh, eight, he would. He would talk about the legends who were, you know, kind of downplaying the WWE or bad talking the WWE. He would mm -hmm. come at them on, you know, interviews and stuff like that. So it, it kind of reminds me of Randy in a, in a way. Randy now is a lot more laid back. And now that he's been there and he's friends with those indie guys and people mm -hmm. that come in and out, he actually understands and sees more clearly now than he did 10 years ago that not everything is the greatest. I mean, for him, it's mm -hmm. been because, you know, he's been one of their top guys, but as he's gotten older and more experienced, he understands that not everything is great for people like Ray, people like uh, FCR, mm -hmm. people like Rob Van Dam. Yeah, he, I, I think now he kind of he understands where everybody is coming from. Um, but I, but I, I can see that in Roman Reigns. I can see that in um, even the way John Cena used to used to talk. When you hear certain things about um, how Cena didn't want AJ here in the first yeah. place, because um, he felt like grabbing another company's top guys wouldn't benefit the company that they're in, and uh, it would be bringing the company down to their level or some some shit like that. Um, but yeah, so that's what it is. So. On top of not having anybody over 30, not having anybody small, now they're not signing any talent. So it this this really is the last of NXT as we know it, um, which I think is why they moved NXT to Sunday instead of Saturday. Um, but regardless of that, it was a fantastic event. Uh, it started with Cameron Grimes versus LA Knight. Mm -hmm for the uh, billion dollar championship uh, stipulation being that if crimes loses, Ted DiBiase becomes LA Knight's butt. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed this. It started with Cameron coming out in his butler clothes uh, and there's a million dollar trash can um, at the top of the ramp. He rips off his clothes and reveals Ted DiBiase like, uh, attire under okay. his tights have the million dollar symbols hmm. he's got the million dollar man vest on uh it looked great uh very exciting it was a solid opener um la night was la night was all right um but it, it was a, it was a solid opener grimes took a beating um la it, it it looked like grimes was like really it made grimes look really good but it really put LA Knight over as a powerhouse. Um, there was a good spot where Ted slingshot Grimes um, into this drop kick where uh, LA Knight was laying on the steps, yeah. which uh, as I watched it, I thought, man, that's got to really mess up Grimes' back, but he, he seemed fine. Mm -hmm. 
So I don't know how he took that right on the back, but it looked good. Um, at the end, they had this million dollar title spot where LA Knight was uh, I, LA Knight was losing. So he grabbed the title. Um, he was going to use it. He was going to get DQ. The ref took it from him, gave it back to Ted. Uh, Ted slid it in the ring uh, to give it to Grimes to distract the ref. So the ref goes to take the belt from Cameron Grimes and Ted locks LA Knight in the million dollar dream. Mm -hmm. uh, chokes, sleeps him out, throws him back in the ring, uh, takes the title. Then as he's getting up, Cameron Grimes lands the cleanest moon stomp like I've ever seen. Because uh, the only people that do the moon stomp are like him and Kofi. Yeah. And it never, it never looks as good as it has the potential to, but this was like the cleanest moon stomp I've ever seen. Um, and he sold it perfect. Uh, he did the Shawn Michaels layback for the pin. Uh, so Cameron Grimes is the new million dollar champion. Solid opener, really good. Um, somebody, I think Good Cop, Bad Cop uh, podcast had tweeted that they wanted to see uh, Baron Corbin team with Cameron Grimes uh, in their current situations. I thought it was the funniest thing ever. I was like, uh, Baron Corbin being Cameron Grimes's butler mm -hmm. would be the best thing I've like ever. Yeah. I feel like the character work would be tremendous. They'll never do it, but it looked. It would, it it, it would be like, kind of funny. It sounds like money. Yeah. Like the merch would be ridiculous. Um, following that was Dakota Kai versus Raquel Gonzalez. Mm -hmm. This one was surprising. Um, they definitely beat the opener. They had a solid, solid match. They they really tore up the place. Um, I found it interesting because the crowd was on Dakota Kai's side. Mm. Um, which normally I would think she's the heel, right? Yeah. In this situation. Um, I'm biased to Dakota Kai because I love her and she needs to get her shot. And I felt like this was it. Um, but I didn't expect anybody else to be with me, but apparently everyone was waiting for Dakota Kai to get her shot. Well, she's been a she's been one of those like mainstay NXT talents for a while now with her and uh I think her and Candace LeRae have been probably the longest tenured uh NXT talents right now. So mm -hmm. not really too thrilled on ever seeing Candice LeRae with the NXT women's title. But Dakota Kai, I can I can be if I can be honest, I wouldn't I would like to see her with it because she's worked her ass off. She went from being, you know, a corny character with not a, a not so hot gimmick to actually improving mm -hmm. from her start to mm -hmm. now. So if anybody's deserving, I would say her. Right. I feel like she's the most improved uh, in a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, so the crowd was even during the announcements, um, they were booing Raquel, which was kind of crazy. Um, but they had a, they had a knockdown drag out. Raquel's power moves looked amazing, of course, because the Kodakai is so small. Um there was this major spot where Raquel tosses her into the ropes uh, and she goes like stomach first on the top rope, flips over 
onto the ramp and it just looks totally brutal. Uh, and I think that's a great dynamic for them because Raquel, uh, Raquel is so strong and Dakota is so small. Anything looks really believable and uh, really bad. Um, so there was that spot. Kai uh, ended up losing because she got she got the she got Raquel Gonzalez up on the sitting up on the top rope and goes to hit her running kick. Uh, and Raquel kind of catches it, picks her up, and lands this uh, middle rope power bomb for the win. Um, and I thought at this point, maybe they had won over the crowd enough for her to get the cheer, but they still booed her when she won. So uh, well, it was actually pretty interesting. Thinking back on it now, I think um, when she won the title, she won it from Rhea Ripley, right? Uh, yeah. So yeah. I can, I can kind of guess, I can understand why they're booing her. Maybe because, you know, Rhea was the face and, you know, she kind of turned on Rhea in a way and then... Who else did she fight after that? She fought Io Shirai. Io Shirai was kind of a face. And then it's the two heels together. So the one heel leaves. So, I mean, the heel left in a heel way. And I guess everybody kind of figured that was them turning Raquel face. But maybe, in a sense, it kind of just turned Dakota Kai face. Mm. I mean, that's, that's just my guess. Right, and people just liked Raquel uh, by association. Yeah, yeah, probably. Well, not even that. People probably just didn't like them both. And then when Dakota left, that's probably when they started liking Dakota more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you. And so, I mean, it it was surprising. Um, I would have I would have went a different way, but I, I understand why Triple H had her keep the belt especially um, with how things are going forward. But like I said, I feel like uh, personally you you could have went Dakota's way. I think it would have been a great pop for the crowd, but, you know, yeah, I, it is. I it feel is. like in, in WWE, you know, management booking for this NXT, this was literally, I know this is going to sound cliche, but this kind of felt like your standard best for business episode. Yeah. Like it might yeah. not have been the best to most of the fans or what the fans might have wanted, but to them, this kind of felt like their best for business because, you know, Cameron Grimes has always had his thing with LA Knight. And then, uh, what's, the, what's her name? Uh, we were just talking about Raquel Gonzalez is probably the the biggest and baddest woman in the NXT locker room right now. So, And possibly the youngest. Oh, yeah, she is very young, too. She's like, what, 23, 24, something like that? Yeah, she's she's pretty yeah, young. Yeah, she, she's right around the same age as Rhea Ripley. Yeah, so seeing as the direction they're about to go in forward, you want to put it on the youngest, the youngest person there. Mm-hmm. You know, them and their youth. Yeah, yeah. Um, after that, to me, was uh, a candidate for match of the night. Um, the NXT UK title, Ilya Dragunov versus Walter. Oh, my God. This, <laughs> you talk and about it, but go ahead. I got to tell you, man. Like, 
I like I hadn't seen I hadn't seen but like maybe a handful of matches from Elia prior to this. Um, and the only things I knew about him were kind of the same things I knew about Oni Lorcan. Yeah. He's not the biggest guy, but he's he's double tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he hits hard. It was kind of the basis of uh Ilya Dragunov going into this. And at one point, I think he he has like a uh insane streak where he like loses his mind. Yeah. Um so those are the only things I knew going into this. And his entrance would really fool you uh as far as his in-ring style because it's very showman. I was going to say, um, the couple matches of his that I watched on NXT the last maybe couple weeks or so, he mm-hmm. kind of gives me, um, what's the word? How can I describe it? William Regal, but a little bit more quicker. Yeah. Like he's, yeah, that's basically. He, he's like a young Regal that can move better than Regal did. Yeah, yeah. It was like a, it was like a, it was like a, a very regal look, um, but like kind of an edge mentality. Yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely. And he comes out, and uh, if you've never seen his entrance, he comes out, and his his song is kind of like classic uh, uh, Russian or classic UK, and. Um, He's basically leading the crowd in song um, to the instrumental. I can't lie. Every time I hear his song, even though it doesn't really sound the same, I always say, he's a man, such a manly man. <laughs> but that's that's basically the like, that's the feel of the song. Exactly. Right? Um, so, you know, and it's it's very performative, his entrance, but you can see on his face, like he's got a face, like he's been in wars. So even though the performance is kind of like really, really sportsman, really entertainment, um, you can just see like he's, this kid's got a mean streak to him. Um, I can just feel it. So Walter comes out and he just, Walter is so intimidating. Um, and they have they have uh, credit to Shawn Michaels and the writing team. They have held him up so strongly, and really made sure that his appearance and his in ring really match. Um, they really build a character of how devastating it is, so that everything is on all levels. Like he is the most intimidating, uh, scariest professional. Uh, I've probably ever seen. Yeah, I, yeah. So they've definitely done some good stuff, him, like making him a powerhouse more than they have other people in NXT. Solidly to the point where, um, had, and I said this to Mrs. Jobber, I said, um, if Triple H was writing all the shows, um, and you could trust the writing team, I feel like Walter could be put up against anybody on the main roster and devastate them. 
I don't care if it's Bobby. I don't care if it's Roman. I don't care if it's Brock. Like anybody potentially could have a knockdown drag out and potentially lose to Walter. That's how strong they've booked him. Absolutely. Um, so Walter gets in there, like huge dude. Ely's like, I think Ely only goes up to his neck. Um, and that's that his hair is like poofed up a little bit. His, his um, hair gives him so that, that little slight advantage. That little extra height. So I'm like, man, I don't know how this is going to look, but it's right now on like just by the stats, it's not looking good for it's, him. It's already not um, too hot. Right. But they get into it. The bell rings. Ilya gets the first two chops and they're loud. They're hard. Mm-hmm. And he's like dipping chops from Walter. Because if you've ever seen Walter before, the entire atmosphere changes when he hits you with that first chop. Like for anybody that's seen it, and I've, it never fails. And it still shocks me uh, at times. If, if you're in there with Walter, that first chop, that first clothesline, that first boot, it's in, you're in for a long time. Yeah, but without question. It's like, it's like getting slapped by the Hulk. Like, it's like puny god it's, it's ridiculous it's ridiculous so he's dipping chops he's kicking them in the leg he's taking everything he can and eventually he goes for a grapple move and then it's basically walter's match so so, so um they get in some some uk strong style when they can uh, but most of the most of it is just fighting off Walter. Um, and by the end of it, Ilya Dragunov's whole chest is just blistered and red all the way across. And I, I seen it's I nasty. seen the clips. It looked like it, it was kind of looking like hamburger meat for a minute. Seriously, I mean, he was getting destroyed in there, but the young man would not quit. I mean, dude had so much heart. It was amazing. Um, at, at some point, it just became a fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, that's really how this ended. It was slaps, it was chops, it was fists, it was forearms. And I was so surprised because, I mean, Young Boy was kicking out of everything. Uh, it didn't matter how hard he hit him. And he hit him so hard, so many times. Yeah. And you really can tell the difference because the kid hit hard. But every time Walter hit him, it was like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> it was, yo, this dude's on another level. Mm-hmm. And so it ends with, um, he hit his, so he hit his finisher twice. Did not work. Um, the kid's bloody. He's bleeding from his head. He's bleeding from his chest. And I think Walter just got to a point where he was exhausted. And Alias still had something left in the tank. And that's what really made the difference because he started choking him out and it wouldn't work. And I think Alias got to this point where he was like, all right, listen, I know you ain't got nothing left to put me away. 
but you still won't tap out. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to tee off on your face <laughs> until you tap out. Mm-hmm. So he's slapping him, forming him, punching him in the back of the head, and then choking him out again, and then kicking him and slapping him, and punching him, and choking him out again until eventually Walter just tapped out. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, this young boy is ridiculous. Yeah. It was it was amazing, and he still couldn't believe it. Like the ref was telling him, "Like you won, dude. Like it's yours." And he's like, "He's he's in tears." It was it was amazing. Um, you could have ended the show right there, but fortunately, we had two more matches. Um, I'm gonna try to go through the Kyle versus O'Reilly one a little faster. Um, so Kyle and O'Reilly had their three falls. Uh, first of all, fall went really quick. There was a lot of super kicks. They tried to end it really fast. Uh, Cole went for the Panama Sunrise. O'Reilly reversed it into a roll-up and won the first round. Mm-hmm. Very quick, maybe five minutes. Uh, a bulk of the match was the hardcore street fight. Um, it was kendo sticks. It was steel chairs. Um, the two spots that were the best to me was there was one spot where he sat Cole on the outside and on a chair, uh, put a trash can around his head, went up on the side of the ring, jumped off, drop kicked him with the steel with the steel uh, trash can cover yeah, right him out of the chair. Amazing. Uh, and then there was a spot in the inside of the ring where both the chairs are set up so that. Um, the tops of the chair are uh, facing yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah, make it kind of like a bridge. He does the, yeah, he does the fireman's carry uh, off of the middle rope and puts O'Reilly, O'Reilly uh, back first on top of the chairs. Okay. And it was, like, devastating. Um, so that was really good. Uh, here's the Panama Sunrise to get the second fall. So it was tied up. Um, somewhere, I don't know whether it was the way he took the Panama Sunrise or something previous, but as they're getting the cage ready, um, O'Reilly's holding his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And there's two there's two uh, doctors in there, or uh, health techs, whatever you call them. They're in there checking on O'Reilly, and the ref is trying not to start the match. And Cole's like, ah, oh, fuck this. <laughs> and he goes in, he goes in and just starts kicking his ass. Um, they end up fighting on the outside. He brings him back in the ring. The cage is finally locked in. Cole pulls out these uh, handcuffs, mm-hmm. cuffs him to the ring. You basically know it's over. Uh, <laughs> they're booing. The crowd is booing because they're like, oh, fuck it. You know, this is it. Anybody gets handcuffed, the match is pretty much over from there. Mm-hmm. Um, Cole is super kicking him and chair shotting him to death. And out of nowhere, um, he goes to super kick him in the face. Cole O'Reilly catches his uh his leg and puts him in the heel hook mm-hmm. and uh wins the fucking match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like is in retrospect, it sounds like the way it ends, it should have ended because that's O'Reilly's move uh, is the heel hook, but the whole crowd was kind of like, what the fuck was that? I'm that good. I beat that man while handcuffed. Yeah, like with one hand on the heel hook. 
And it looked devastating in the replay, but at the same time, it was so out of left field. It was like, oh. At the same time, you're like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, like we were watching it and I was like, the fuck was that? And everyone else in the arena was like, yeah, boo that shit. What the fuck? But at the same time, like when you think of the more you think about it. It wouldn't be the first time this weekend that there was a what the fuck moment. Yeah, definitely not. So, I mean, it was cool. It was a great match. It's just the ending felt kind of botched and rushed. Um, And then you got Joe versus Cross. Not the most technical spectacle, but they got it on. As you expected them to. That might need to be a new uh, hashtag on this show, the technical spectacle. Technical spectacle. Yeah, that's a good, I, I didn't realize that. That's a good term. It was a good time. Um, yeah, they they had a they had a good knockdown drag out. Um, Joe hit this great outside dive. Um, he almost lost to the cross jacket. Uh, he he did this thing where he like faked that he was knocked out, mm-hmm. and then like woke up. You know that surge of energy. He ended up winning with the muscle buster, which I thought was right. So this was the last time Joe won with the muscle buster. But yeah, so so Samoa Joe feels like it's twenty eighteen all over again. Uh, uh, one, he's the three first three time NXT champion. Uh, so absolutely perfect. I loved it. <laughs> I was like, uh, hell yeah! Um, so let's get a special applause for that because I I was I was very happy about yeah, that. That deserves um, it. He really, he really he really did deserve it. So I, I guess. I guess they're going to go with Joe carrying uh, the NXT title through the transition, um, which is kind of cliche considering he's the old guy over 30. True, right? but he's but, also the best worker you have right now since you're calling carrying cross yeah, up and exactly. Adam Cole is potentially out the door. Yeah, yeah. So he, he fits your mold right there. Mm-hmm. Sure, he's, sure, he's mm-hmm. kind of an older guy, but... Fuck, if I can have Joe carry my new roster into the new era, I would. Yeah, right. So so good stuff. Um, solid pay-per-view. Um, it gave us everything we wanted to see, except for maybe the Dakota Kai victory. Mm-hmm. Um, I w- and solid show. You know, I don't know what's going to happen in the next few weeks, but uh, Nick Khan did say in the next few weeks, they would be implementing some of these changes. So I do, I do want to say something real quick. Um, and this is just a shout out to Samoa Joe. My mm. oh my, how things change in a six month time frame. You went from getting yeah. fired, having everybody like ready to storm the gates of Normandy to get your ass back, to Triple H bringing you back. Mm-hmm. to becoming the NXT champion and becoming the first NXT champion three times. The first mm-hmm. three-time NXT champion. Like how like how you can go from being down on your luck for six months, having fans ready to storm the gates of Normandy to come and get you and bring you home safe and sound to being the first mm-hmm. three-time champ. Yeah, it, it, it's it's truly a journey, but it's a testament to how good Joe is. And considering we've been clamoring for him for like the last year and some change, 
I, I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he's the champ. I'm glad he's wrestling again, mm-hmm. whether it's Raw, SmackDown, NXT, whatever have it. I'm just glad he's back and doing his thing again because when he's on, he's one of the best in the world, especially yeah, at his side. And I think it's a... I think it's a testament to his relationship with Triple H, too. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't think he would have came back for anybody. No, else. not at all. If it was, if it was, if it was up to just, if it was just Vince and Nick Khan and Johnny Ace and them, he would have, he would have said deuces. I'm out. out. I'll go back to Impact. I'll go to AEW, Ring of Honor, wherever. Yeah. yeah. You think of the potential he had to go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, I think if it wasn't for that relationship with Triple H, he'd be anywhere doing phenomenal right yeah um but he's here and he's an xc champion for the third time so yeah we'll take it yeah yeah uh um with that being said uh we head into SummerSlam, right yeah uh we're gonna run right into SummerSlam. uh now this card was for the most good show i mean it was definitely aside from you know one or two it was probably off the top of my head, one of the best pay-per-views of the year, aside from, like, a couple of hiccups. Yeah, especially for them. Yeah, I mean, because some of their pay-per-views this year haven't been the greatest. Um, this was definitely up there. This this is definitely one of the top pay-per-views that they've had this year. So yeah, Definitely the best thing since Mania. After the, I'm, I'm gonna have to agree with you there. Like there, there, there might be one pay per view that might have been better, but it's not coming to me off the top of my head. So I can, I can give you that for mm-hmm. now. Uh, but first match on the card was RK Bro versus Sheamus and Omos, and that this match was kind of a it was kind of a surprise to kick off the show. I would have expected a different. Mm-hmm. I, I would have expected it to be a like the Mysterios and the Usos to kick off the show. Yeah, um, I'm just glad they weren't on the pre-show because that's what I thought was gonna happen. Oh hell no, I I I don't think so. I, I wouldn't have because they because they had won them on the pre-show. No, I would not put I wouldn't put Randy or AJ on the pre-show in any way, shape, or form. Oh, oh no, I'm talking about the Usos. Uh, uh, the, Usos. the Usos, yeah. I, I don't think they put them on but the yeah, pre-show. No, this, this was on the pre-show. Kind I don't of. think they would have put them on the pre-show again just because they were on the pre-show last time. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think you can do two pre-shows in a row when you're like Ray or the Usos for that matter. Yeah. But uh, RK Bro versus AJ and Omos for the Raw Tag Titles, and uh, we both got this one right because RK Bro came out on top, secured those Raw Tag Team Titles. Mm-hmm. I'm, I was a fan. I, I was a fan of the match. I mean, it wasn't the greatest match. It definitely wasn't the worst match on the card. But mm-hmm. it was a solid match. They did some. They had some good spots. I know uh, AJ hit that. Um, what was that move outside the ring when he was on the apron? It was like that moonsault into the into the reverse DDT. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I like uh, TNA uh, AJ Styles. He did that uh, that backflip into a reverse DDT spot. Yeah, that you really don't see a lot. Yeah, that that was hot. So, um, and then super happy to see that one. Th- had their back and forth moments. Riddle provided a great distraction, so Randy can go in, hit the RKO, get the pin, and then you got your new Raw Tag Team Champions, Rated R, or not Rated R, dang. I was going to say Rated RK, bro. (laughs) 
I was gonna say Raider to RK bro. Damn, that that'd be a good uh that'd be, that'd be a good six man tag team right there. Yeah, yeah. No, but RK bro, RK bro, come out on top. Uh, next match we had on the docket was the bathroom break match, just like everyone predicted. Alexa Bliss versus mm-hmm. Eva Marie. I'm pretty sure everyone and their grandmother knew the result of this match, and yeah, it was uh, Alexa Bliss coming out on top. And for me, this match was. The best part of the match was Dewdrop saying the loser is Eva Marie. Mm-hmm. Leave it, mm-hmm. leave. I'm just glad she got a moment. Like, <laughs> I'm so over. I'm so over this this Eva Marie thing. Um, I was willing to give her a chance. I I wasn't. I I didn't want to. Up until like, up until like night one of her return, when she turned Piper Niven into Dewdrop. And then I was like, I don't want anything to do with this. From I, w- I, w- I was not giving her a chance because her new gimmick was basically what they were trying to. Um, who was who was that girl? Um, uh, Tanel Dashwood's character when she was in WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, Emma. Emma. When when they try to mm-hmm. turn Emma into Emmalina, and then mm-hmm. they turned Liv into. And they were trying to turn Liv into that same type of character. And then they did it mm-hmm. with Eva Marie. So I, w- I wasn't with it. It wasn't for me when she came. Well, that was already Eva Marie's character, though. It was just the fact that. No, it's Eva like amplified. Wasn't good it's like amplified now. I think it's amplified even more. You think it's worse? I think it's worse. You were gone for however long you were gone. You had the chance to perfect your character, perfect your craft. And you come back worse. I don't know. She still, she still gets out of uh, wrestling matches um, like she used to when she was here. I remember for before she left, left just wasting. She was on a string of uh, she was on a string of not fighting matches due to wardrobe malfunctions or mm-hmm. being late to the show or, or a broken nail or something. Right. So now she's doing the whole Dewdrop fights her battles thing, which I honestly don't understand because what loyalty does Dewdrop have to her for one? Mm-hmm. And for two, like y'all already planting the seeds of Dewdrop leaving her. Yeah. That was like night one, y'all was planting the seeds of her of Dewdrop leaving. So it's like I I don't I mean if it, I didn't even get we this. Can, like I don't understand the time where about it. If we can get to a time where Dewdrop completely just obliterates her and wipes her off TV, I'd be okay with that. That's what I'm waiting for. Like, is the whole Eva Marie return uh, a vehicle for Piper Niven to become a good main roster person? Yeah. Because otherwise, I don't get it. Yeah. Because Eva Marie's never going to win a fight, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> And it's not like their relationship is going to last forever. Liv Morgan will be the world champion before Eva Marie becomes even close to being credible. Right. So why, why are you here? Like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. But mo- yeah. Moving on to a better match and a match that was one of the better ones of the night. Uh, yeah. Sheamus versus Damian Priest. 
for the United States Championship. This had some back and forth action in it. Uh, it was it was a hard hitting match. It had a little bit of everything, um, mm-hmm. and it ended before it ended. Uh, Sheamus was getting on a hot streak. Priest countered his hot streak, and mm-hmm. I. What got me to laugh was there was a moment in towards the end where the camera just pans in on Priest, and you just it's like zooms in on his face, and he's like, "What do you got, bitch?" And then he just starts swinging on him. Oh yeah, he just yeah, starts yeah, swinging, yeah, seeing yeah, off yeah. on him, hits the hot streak, and then yeah. hits the uh, hits hits his finish, and we have a new United States champion. Another match we got correct, Damian Priest. This this does my heart so good, man. It really does. Yeah, I was happy about it, um, especially since I thought the match might have stopped halfway through um, when he hit that big outside dive and landed on his tail. Yeah. I didn't even spot that um, at first. You actually texted me and told me, like, damn, he took that hit hard. I was like, wait, what hit? I knew, I knew immediately that he hurt the shit out of his tailbone because he hit it, he landed hard, but I thought, you know, I thought he landed like straight on his back, mm-hmm. but I could tell he was hurt because he landed it and then he went to get up right away. Yeah. Um, and when he went to get up, he had to stop and he was like, oh shit. Like his hand, mm-hmm. his, he was like, you could see the cringe in his back. Like, oh, that hurts more than I thought it would. Yeah. And he had to sit back down for a second. And then he was like struggling to get up. And then he had to kind of like go off adrenaline for the rest of the match. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't running as fast. He wasn't kicking as high. Uh, and he had to really like gather momentum and adrenaline to get back to the level he was performing at before he had hit his tailbone. So um, I'm just glad he wasn't seriously injured. Yeah, me, me too. Um, hopefully he can go on a long, on a decent run with uh, the title. Because I, I think there's mm-hmm. some potentially good matches he could have. You could do him and Sheamus again, because I would love to see that match happen again. You could do him mm-hmm. and Morrison. You could do him and Miz. There's quite a few matches you could actually do. Uh, if they bring Cross up to Monday Night Raw, you can do him with Cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and Umberto. There, there's just a lot of matches you can do. I'm I'm here for him. I'm just glad they stay with my guy. Um, because a lot of times, like I said, you hadn't really seen him in a prominent role since WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So uh I was really just hoping he wasn't somebody to get Seamus to the next pay-per-view. You know what I mean? Um, uh, I'm glad they I'm glad they stuck with their support of him and gave him the belt. Well, I, I think uh I think they're doing it because they they try to have uh what's the word um they they try nowadays to try to have a lot more representation and Mm -hmm. you don't really they didn't really have that before so you look at it now you got uh you had Rhea Ripley as your women's champ just recently representing Australia and all that good stuff now you got Bobby Mm -hmm. as the world champ you got him representing the black culture now you got Damian Priest Mm -hmm. in there you're struggling to find a Spanish star that you can create or somebody to represent Spanish culture. Uh, Cause there really hasn't been a good one or one that people 
back since maybe Eddie or I'm, I'm trying to uh, Andrade they kind of shit the bet on. He would have been the perfect person. Del Rio kind of mm-hmm. lost a lot of his credibility. So you got Damian Priest now. Damian Priest, he really, he's on a good run. He works good. He doesn't have any issues with anybody. Puts on solid matches. Why not give mm-hmm. him a strap? Right, and he trained uh, Bad Bunny. Yeah, see, if, if he can go in a ring with Bad Bunny and have a great match with a five foot 11, 165-pound, you know, mm-hmm. Puerto Rican rap artist, then give him a strap, give him a shot, yeah. see what he can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that, yeah, so I was happy to that see was that. a solid match. Next up, you had the Mysterios versus the Usos. This was another mm-hmm. good match, too. They had some great spots in this match as well. Um, typical high-flying match. Usos hitting hard. Mm-hmm. Mysterio's doing their thing. Uh, ended in a way that I'm pretty sure we predicted. I don't know about a lot of people, but I know we, we called this one pretty easily. The Usos retained their title. I didn't mm-hmm. see the Usos losing them this quick after they just won them. No. And... No, it wouldn't have made sense. And I also actually I see Dom turning on Ray soon. Yeah, I, I see yeah. that they're planning this. Yeah, I can see that happening real soon because he tried to cheat again um, and it didn't work. Yeah, I want Dom, and it's sad because both the Guerreros are in AW. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vicky and Chavo. So he won't be able to have a Guerrero, but. Uh, cause I would have loved to see like Chavo pop up after di- after uh he turns on Ray, mm-hmm. and like I'm gonna embrace <laughs> I'm gonna embrace my uh, my Godfather side of things, um, cause you know Eddie yeah, I is dig, I the real it. father. <laughs> they're gonna bring that. They're gonna bring that storyline. Yo, that would have really brought it. That would have really. That would have really brought things full circle. If he was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to uh, the traditions of my real father, and then Chavo comes up. Chavo, my uncle Chavo. Chavo pops up <laughs> like that, uh, like that dude from Spy Kids. Well, I'm their uncle, and then just comes right in. Right. Right. And he's with Chavo, but um, so it's sad that we won't be able to see that dude. But I do think um, we potentially could get Ray versus Dom. At Mania. Oh, you know what would be like a, and then he, that could be his like main major major heat. Take yeah. your dad's mask. Oh, beat shit. your dad. Take his mask. Leave him in the ring just like this, covering his face, and just walk right out the ring and don't do nothing. He would get so much goddamn heat for Yo. that. Like, don't even say nothing when you take your dad's mask off. Just beat your pop-up at the end of the match. Take the mask off his face. Leave him there facing down. From that point, from that point, all I'm saying walk, is yeah, just, get, your, get your promo skills up. Walk now. right up to the because top. Because if you do that, if you do that, you are instantly the best heel in the company. Walks, walks <laughs> up to the top of the ramp. And you know how to do that close-up with the camera when you're at the top of the ramp? You just see Dom mm-hmm. turn his head to the side with his back like still turned. 
and he just mm-hmm. holds the mask up and it's him staring at the mask as it just fades to black. Ooh. You Ooh. talk about like Chills. you talk about nuclear heat. Chills. That would be nuclear heat for Dom. Ooh. That would like Boy. that would like instantly get him PWI heel of the year right there. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish Eddie was still here. Because I would want Eddie in the back writing his promo. It's like, listen, kid, you just made yourself the most hated man in wrestling. Or you got to come out next week and deliver the promo of your mm-hmm. life. Like, <laughs> because you're already over. The moment you strip your dad of his mask and leave him laying in the ring, you are you are over mm-hmm. beyond. All you got to do is come out the next week and have a kill. And you know Ray's going to do it. You know Ray's going to do anything to help Dom get oh, over. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be sick. Like, I could see them, like, uh, I, I, I don't even know how it would happen, but Dom just, just him getting pissed Dom off. Dom just cut, that, like, the nuclear promo, and then Ray comes out with a hoodie on and his head down, cuts his promo, and then Ray just flips his head back, takes the hoodie off, and you see his face, and he just finishes the rest of the promo. That would be sick. That's better than the WCW unmasking right that there. That's be better than WCW. That Hire us sick. as bookers, man. Let us do this. Let us just run this whole feud. Oh, my God. As people who have watched that Ray and Eddie feud from, like, start to end, and then the Ray and Chavo feud, and the Ray and Vicky feud, I think we know a Ray feud. We can do it all. Yo, it, it, honestly, like, after that, like, ultimate embarrassment, like, you take his mask off and Liam Land, and y'all come out the next week and do this killer promo, and Ray, cause if Ray came out with his hoodie up without his mask on. Right. He don't even got to deliver a super, I would, I would be fine with him delivering a cliche line. Like, I'm taking off the hoodie. And being like you're not like uh, like this Sunday or at whatever pay per view, you're not fighting Rey Mysterio, and then he takes the hood off. He's like you're fighting your father. I put you in this world, and I'm gonna take you out. And I'm like oh shit. He I'm he, he just deli- he just delivers the CM Punk uh Phil Brooks talking to Paul Levesque thing. This is not Dominic right. Mysterio talking to Rey Mysterio. This is Oscar talking to Dominic. Father talking to son. Nah, but that'll be that. That'd be awesome. Uh, let us book it. Let us book it. So I'm hyped already. The next match I got um, was probably the second sleeper match, or not the sleeper match, the second mm-hmm. bathroom break match. Drew mm-hmm. McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal, and uh, this mm-hmm. match. We, I, I'm pretty sure we both just picked gender for shits and giggles. Yeah. Um, but this was a match we got wrong. Um, I kind of, I was mad at the match that happened before this. So I'm just going to say this match and get it out the way. Of course, Drew McIntyre gets the win over gender. This wasn't even a long match. This was like a four or five minute match tops. Yeah. Yeah. Which was a theme. Which Wasn't. was a theme with a couple matches. A couple matches didn't go very long, but no. this was one of the matches. Gender takes the L. Drew gets the victory. Doesn't really do.
do anything for Drew unless Drew's going to go after the U.S. title, but Ooh. it is what it is. Um, next up, we have Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. Oh, wait, I forgot. Um, brace yourself. Brace um, yourself. Got, brace yourself. Sasha couldn't compete, so we got Carmella versus Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn it. I messed up again. My bad. Um, so we got, we had a return, and the return was none other than the man, the mom. You know you want to hear it. You know you want to hear it. Who is it? Who is Becky it? Becky Lynch. And she blew the entire roof off the arena. Uh, so she comes out to the ring. Looks like we're having a triple threat. And then, mm-hmm. boom, starts beating the hell out of Carmella. Looks at Bianca and says, hold on, I'll be right back. Rolls out the ring, beats up Carmella some more. Rolls in the ring. Now it's official. We got a one-on-one match, right? So the bell rings. It was a moment, too, like before this. Yeah, like they had. Uh, the stare down was like huge. Yeah, it, it, it was a good stare down. Bell rings. They have a stare down again. They start, you know, doing their little laps around the ring. And this takes up about, you know, 25 seconds of them just doing a stare down and walking around the ring. Becky goes to shake her hand, hits her with a forearm, hits her with the rock bottom. One, two, three, we got a new champ. Um, I love, I love the return. I love the return. Mm-hmm. I hate the match. Yeah. Um, I hate the, I, I hate the match in the sense that. Yeah. You bring Bianca up at Rumble, like before the Rumble. Yeah. You push her as this amazing talent. Put mm-hmm. her in a feud with Bailey. She beats Bailey before she hits the Rumble. She wins the Rumble, beats Rhea Ripley, who went on to go to WrestleMania and fight for a title. Mm-hmm. She wins the title against Sasha at Mania, the first African American women's main event. And then you mm. have her feuding with Monumental. You have her feuding with Bailey. You have her doing all this other stuff. She's lighting it up. Becky Lynch comes back. Okay, Becky Lynch was the hottest thing before she left. But you built up Bianca as the top talent on SmackDown. Sasha's gone. Bailey's gone. Nobody else is there. So you build Bianca up to be the top talent which naturally you should because there's nobody else there that can carry the show. On her shoulders. And she's doing a decent job carrying the show on her shoulders. Absolutely. Bring Becky back. Six to eight months of hard work. Molding, shaping, promo skills, getting all of it together, making it all... Crowd pop of a lifetime. Making it all this great talent that you have. To put her back yep. in the ring with somebody who's returning and was arguably the best talent you had for the last two years. You put them in a ring together and you think you're going to get this amazing match on a SummerSlam card. Only for it to get shit on in about 25 seconds. 
it makes it makes no logical sense to me. You build her up for eight months, make her great. You shit on her in twenty five seconds. You gave her like the. I, I'm not going to steal what you said on Sunday on sa- on Saturday because you said it best. But yeah, I'll say go it. go right ahead. Um, they Kofi Kingstoner. Yeah. They Kofi Kingston her. Yeah, they, they had her. They had her be as over as she possibly could be uh, since WrestleMania. They had her make history at WrestleMania um, twice, two times over, winning the belt and being the main event. Um, they 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 like legitimately made a star, not from the Indies from within the business, mm-hmm. everything they talk about wanting to do. They build her for these long stretch of months to come here and get beat in seconds. They Kofi Kingston there. Yeah, and this is this is some of the stuff that uh, I talk about when I say WWE tends to book themselves into a corner or shoot them sh- uh, shoot themselves in the foot. Because now, like, how do you rec- how does she recover from this? Like, you can't just send them on feuds for three months like you normally do, and have the title go back and forth between them. Like, if if you if this match would have been a twenty minute match, or you know a twenty five minute match, hell, if it would have been a fifteen minute match, we would have been okay with that result. Because once she came out, everybody. You know, we did the predictions for this, you and me. Once Becky came out, we were both like, oh, fuck, we changing our picks. Like, we we changing it. Like, I had Sasha. Sasha wasn't there. So, naturally, I got to take the person that replaces her. But even even you, when she came out, you're like, oh, fuck, you won this. You won this match. Mm-hmm. And you'd have been okay with that result because Becky came back. They were they would have had a quality match. To do it in fifth, to do it in like twenty five seconds is like what the hell, dude? It's like a slap in the face. It is a slap in the face. Um, Twitter was outraged. <laughs> we were on a live, us um, in the live stream. If you guys haven't seen that, we were. If you pissed. haven't seen that live stream, go yeah. to Fetch Frequencies channel. Shout out to him and watch our reactions yeah, because man. you can see it in a two minute shot. We're all excited. We're all like. Oh yeah, Becky got this. This is Becky. They're about to have a great match. We can let's let's sit down and get ready for this. Two minutes later, we're like, what the fuck was that? Mm-hmm. Leave it to Vince yeah. McMahon. Leave it to Vincent Kennedy McMahon to build our hopes up, get us on a pedestal, and then take a triple H sledgehammer and fucking break that damn pedestal. Because he just mm-hmm. he that was probably one of the down points of the show when that happened. Um, to me, it was the most devastating part. Like, and it, like I said, it just wasn't, it wasn't just us. Um, a bunch of people were outraged. Uh, Nikki Bella didn't even like it. <laughs> and Nikki Bella was like, I, I, honestly, I don't, I don't like Nikki. Not that her yeah, opinion matters. I don't, matters. I don't Nikki Bella doesn't like anything that doesn't say Nikki Bella. Who cares? But she was asked about what her favorite part of it was. And she was like, 
she looked distraught. She was like, I don't know, but I can tell you what my what my favorite part wasn't. Mm-hmm. And it was when she lost yeah, in 25 because seconds. she was like, we go, we go so far to make sure that these divas are put over and put it, not these divas, these women wrestlers um, are put over in a spot and we work so hard to make sure they're legit for her to go and lose like that is terrible. Yeah. Um, and there was a few black wrestlers uh, on Twitter who didn't say anything um, about it directly. Mm-hmm. But it was like, Bianca, we love you. Uh, and just just stuff like in support without saying it, without saying it. Like you guys screwed. But And it's you know. a tough place to be for for both because I, I, I wouldn't want to be either one of them right now. I wouldn't want to be Becky right now or Bianca because if you're Bianca, you're in this tough spot where they're telling you, all right, you're going to lose in 25 seconds. There, it, it, it is not that hard to put a 15-minute match together. If all you have for them is 25 seconds, you could take 15 minutes and give them a decent time slot for a match. Hell, you can give them 10 minutes. You wasted three minutes on a Shinsuke Nakamura entrance that had nothing to do with the damn yep. show. You, you wasted yep. about five to six minutes on a Miz segment that had nothing to do with the listen, show. Listen, listen. <laughs> so you take those two segments right there, right? It's about like nine minutes, right? Ten minutes, give or take. Yo, listen, like, there's, the, it's so easy to do the right thing. Like, you, between those. That's, that's what between kills Between those two. It's so easy. Between those two segments, you got nine to ten minutes right there. You take the RK bro match, shave a minute off of it. You take the Mysterio and Usos match, you shave a minute off it. You take that. Uh, Charlotte, Rhea, Nikki match that went on for a decent amount of time. You take two minutes off of that, three minutes off of that. And then you take off the whole thing of Carmella even coming out Mm -hmm. off of that. And you got like 17 minutes right there. There was so much of this show you didn't need to have her lose in 25 seconds. Mm -hmm. You could have cut both these things you didn't need and the beginning part of this segment and had a solid match. So I I don't know. Like I I just I because I'm because I'm know. pretty sure if we, if we were to do a poll right now with all the listeners and everybody, I'm pretty sure nobody in their right mind would say, "Oh yeah, we would love we we would have." definitely missed that Shinsuke Nakamura entrance. We would have definitely missed that Miz segment. We would have definitely missed, you know, those two minutes of those tag team matches. Hell, they would have probably said Axe, the Alexa Bliss, and Eva Marie match. Definitely. I could have won without that. Yeah, but, I mean, I love the return. So, I do, because, you know, the SmackDown's women division needed it, but I just, I just yeah. hate, hate, hate that result. And this is coming from a person who loves Becky Lynch. Like I'm probably one of the biggest Becky Lynch fans there are. Like I got major letters. Like I got the shirts. I got the glasses. I got you know two Funko Pops. One of them are autographed. I got the elite figures. Like I'm probably one of the biggest Becky Lynch fans there are, and I hate the result. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. There was just there's a way to go about things, and that one was like just bulls, man. Just total bulls. Yeah. Um, I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. On to a, a better women's match, though. Uh, you got the triple threat Raw Women's Championship match. Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley versus uh, Nikki A.S.H. And this match was really good. They they did great. They had some good spots in this match. Um, you spot you said you spotted a uh, a moment in the Damian Priest match where he landed on his tailbone. I spotted yeah. a moment in this match where I thought Nikki had a goddamn concussion. Uh, it was where Charlotte hit that. Uh, they're both outside the ring. The corkscrew. The corkscrew. Yeah, and she literally got sandwiched between Charlotte's ankle and the barricade. So when it mm. came down, it was like boom here and then boom here, and it was literally like a. It looked like a pinball. It was like doink doink, and she's on the mm. ground just looking at the sky, and I'm like, oh, she's out of it, because she looked out of it for a hot second. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they definitely did have some great moments. It was back and forth, you know, for... Yeah, everybody got some offense in, which is Yeah, good. Um, Nikki got more offense in than I was expecting, too. Because uh, I thought it was just yeah, going to be her yeah. outside the ring majority of the match and then just coming in, hitting mm-hmm. a superhero, going at it, superhero yeah. dive and getting the win. But uh, Charlotte comes out on top, gets the victory. Oh, let's not, let's not, let's not, uh, let's not overlook the fact that Charlotte had the fucking Thanos gear. Yeah. Yeah. You, you pointed that out too. Total, total slap in the face to Nikki. <laughs> yeah, that, that was true. It's like, well, you, you a super villain while well, I'm Thanos, bitch. How mm-hmm. about it? Yeah. I thought that was great. So Charlotte came out on top. That makes her what now? Uh, um, 14 time or 13 time? Fifth. 15 time women's champion. Yeah, we're we're gonna have to uh uh going by WWE, it's only her 12th title, mm-hmm. but in reality, she's a 15 time women's champion. That's including like NXT and uh and yeah. the tag team titles, right? Yeah, I think so. Yes. So 15 times shit, they're gonna have they're gonna uh, have to. So she's she's gonna break her. Yeah, I was gonna record. say they're gonna have to take a break because at this rate, with with how old she is and the way she can go, she's gonna wind up being a fucking thirty time champion. Exactly. So that, but that's why that's why they cut it back. That's why they lied to you. And they're they're gonna. She's only won it uh, eleven. Yeah, because they're not counting the uh, they're not counting the divas title in there either. <laughs> No, so they're gonna no, ha- they gonna have to they're... pump the brakes on Charlotte a little bit, or at least make her reigns a little bit longer. Cause... Exactly. So so now they have because she's a kayfabe twelve time women's champion. Well, they have. Well, that's like the same thing with Rick. Rick is a six like kayfabe sixteen time champ, but in reality, he's like a twenty time champ. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what it'll be with her. They brought her record down so that they could give her more belts. Um, so now she can hold this belt and hold the belt three more times before it's a thing. Yeah. So they have all that time to make sure John breaks it, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Because now Charlotte is like two away. Mm-hmm. She wins the belt two more times and she's broken the record. And you know, John's only around but so long. Yeah. So I mean, l- luckily for John, he only has one more time. Yeah, yeah. But at the rate she was going, yeah, she was gonna she was gonna break that by Thanksgiving. 
Right. They might have broke it on the same main, on the same pay-per-view. And then people have been looking around like, how did she and wait a minute, we was <laughs> how did she come in here for half the time? <laughs> and make it look that easy. Like, damn, John, right. you've been slacking. Cause she's a flyer, man. Which to me would have been better, but it is what it is. Never. To have a flare break a flare's record would have been the greatest thing, but you know, they don't they don't they don't book like I do. So I'm biased. I, I would have had somebody different than both of them, so I, I can't say nothing. Um, <laughs> oh, I know who you yeah, were. Yeah, I I would have went with the protege of the protege. Mm -hmm. uh, so next up we have. Um, Edge versus Seth Rollins, and this this did my heart so well too, man. Like my heart was done well a couple times on the show. This this not the match itself, just the entrance. Yeah, yeah, the brood. Yeah, I, I love the brood entrance. I, only thing I they only thing only thing awesome. I would have changed. Andy rose out the fire. Only thing I would have changed was I would have kept his entire entrance brood instead of like half mm -hmm. and half. Yeah, I was hoping they did, but they didn't. Because I was like, oh, damn, he's getting two entrances. That means he's going to lose. Because that's normally what happens when somebody gets a special, special entrance. Uh, but that wasn't the case in this matter because Edge came out on top. And... Yeah, they pretty much they pretty much let us book the whole night. Yeah, this was... Except for a couple matches. Yeah, and because truthfully, I think we both would have went Drew on the gender match, but... We we just yeah. had to yeah we just were tired of yeah, and then me thinking like Vince, I went with Nikki because I thought Vince was gonna go with Nikki, but yeah, I'd have felt money over experience, but yeah, yeah, but uh, so Edge came out on top. This match was really good. This was probably the this was one of the more underrated matches of the night. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm I'm glad mm -hmm. they really tore the house yeah, they, down. Um, Seth was a matador, which was weird. Um, but they did good work. They worked the neck, uh, the whole match, which was part of the story. So good on them, even though they're both great storytellers. So you, you kind of knew. Yeah, that's another thing too. What was the purpose of the matador? It's, I, I was asking that all night. I was like, why is he dressed like a fucking matador? What is this? Like, why? I, I, I was like, I get he's the drip king, but wouldn't you have came out in something? I like, thought he was like, so so like not not no shade on him. Like the outfit was nice. It was. It was just like what's the, like what's as far the as like like any other night. I would like, was it was it supposed it. to be Hamilton? Was it supposed to be? <laughs> was it supposed to be Jack Sparrow? Was it like Columbus? Yeah, like I, I have I have no clue. Like any other night, this would have been just really nice drip, but. Last night, I was like, on, on the one night your outfits are supposed to have some kind of meaning, I'd have expected him to do like, you know what he should have did if he was smart? Um, Because Edge was doing a brood-inspired outfit, mm -hmm. I'd have had Seth do a classic Edge outfit, like, like but like reinvented as Seth Rollins. Like, do like the, the way, way back, like, um, the first you think you know me intercontinental mm -hmm. title run edge, yeah. Uh, instead, uh, because I thought that would have been dope, but make everything Seth instead of Edge. Yeah, that that would have been a, a slap in the I face. I would have went, I kind of would have went like, um, 
uh, like, what's the word? Um, that fucking Vampire Hunter. I, I kind of would have went like Van Helsing. Oh, that would have been. But, I mean, too. I, I think it'd be kind of hard to too. go Van Helsing, or I, I would have went with like a Vampire Hunter or something. I would have went like you know, and maybe like Blade. Yeah, Blade, or Buffy, like, like something like that. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. He went Matador because that. I guess maybe Edge him. was wearing red. He was <laughs> expecting Edge to wear red. I I, don't, I have no clue. Well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, but Edge came know. out on top. Um, I, I I honestly want to see this keep going. I I would I would like to see yeah. them have another match. Yeah, I could see this carrying on. Uh, this is finally we have a feud we want to like get more of. Yeah, and. And thankfully, it's thankfully it's between two good talents. So, yeah, two good talents, two good storytellers, two people who can really put a match together. Uh, so I dig yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the and the the pre main event, I guess, would be mm-hmm. uh, Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg. And this was not your typical Goldberg match. Yeah, like normally yeah. your typical, oh, oh, yeah. typical Goldberg matches, like you know two minutes and you gotta it's just like power moves the entire time they mm. had they had a little bit of little bit of technicalness in the match you know you had your your you know your locks your works goldberg mm. actually yeah, uh, um but applause to them for telling a story yeah let me say that let me get that in there yeah. round of applause for storytelling um they worked the leg Goldberg's mm-hmm. leg, if of of all things, Goldberg was in there um, uh, selling, yeah. which was incredible. He he, he doesn't so, sell a lot, so. and I and, and that's I mean that's not a knock on yeah. him because you know he, he he doesn't really have to because of the type of yeah, character it's not he his has. style. Um, yeah, I, I think me personally, I think it's a testament to how much he. I think it's a testament to how much he respects certain people that he gets in the ring with because he doesn't sell a lot. Like he sold for the rock. He sold for, yeah. he sold for Brock. And mm-hmm. now he, he sold for Bobby. Like even when he fought Drew, he mm-hmm. didn't sell all that much when he sold for Drew. No. Um, and for Bobby, he was selling his ass off. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a testament mm-hmm. to Bobby too. Whole match. Because a lot of people re- really respect Bobby and, I, I'm glad. I I think I think that was pretty cool, Goldberg. Yeah, yeah, I think it was pretty cool. Um, he choked out his son at the end. <laughs> Not choked out, but like he he put him in the hurt. Yeah, uh, um, baby Goldberg came in. Uh, yeah, and after you know, I was expecting I was expecting a Dominic Mysterio moment, but uh, I forgot his son is still in like high school. Yeah, his son's only like so, 15 years old. His son's like a freshman. Yeah. Yeah. And even if his even if even if his father was training him, uh, that's probably the best he would have been able to do anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh so especially so. on a guy the size of Bobby. Like, damn, we we went to yeah, yeah. we went to extreme rules when Bobby was fighting Braun Strowman as they were fighting up the steps and they passed us. Hell of a match. And I'm like yeah, they were brutal. I was like, oh damn, they're big. The big ass dude. It's big Mrs. Ass Jobber dude. standing so. on the chair, pushing my head down, trying to touch Braun's shoulder. <laughs> I, I don't care that Stevie Jobber's right here. Come here, Braun. You're coming home with me tonight. Uh, and it's, um, no, but that was that was pretty cool for Goldberg, though. Um, 
So Bobby puts him in the yeah, hurt. So so yeah. He put him in the hurt lock. Uh it looks like they're gonna keep doing this. Um, this is gonna come back eventually. I think you called Royal Rumble potentially. Yeah, I called uh Royal Rumble or Survivor Series. But more than more mm. than likely the Rumble. Or or maybe mm. it's the next pay-per-view. Who knows? Maybe they're just gonna run with Goldberg a second time at the pay-per-view. Oh, you know what's corny? I'd failed to I failed to see this. Um, but I heard it in uh from Russell Talk. So shout out to Russell Talk on YouTube. Um that Saudi Arabia apparently they apparently they ran a Saudi Arabia uh commercial during the show. Um so they think it might be for Saudi Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck are we still going to Saudi Arabia? <laughs> so so apparently uh it could be Bobby versus Goldberg and Saudi Like don't get me wrong, I'm I got nothing against going over there and doing shows. But why why do you need pay-per-view shows over there when you know full and damn well nobody anywhere else watches that show? Uh, nobody else watches the Saudi Arabia Super Showdowns because yeah, they're uh, basically uh, matches that the prince wants to see basically but basically that's yeah i am gonna <laughs> get it. so yeah. much heat yeah. for that from no you're from right one though. part of the but world you're right though <laughs> y'all can call me alistair black because you guys don't want alistair over there Mm-mm-mm. but i don't yeah care. too many tattoos too many tattoos. Listen. It's okay. I got tattoos on my forearms. I got tattoos you can see. I'm not welcome. It's okay. I understand it, but we don't need... Oh, my God. This is a rant for another day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was not expecting a rant, but damn it, you, you drove it out of me. You mother... You drove it out of them. Um, but, yeah, uh, so this could be Saudi Arabia, sadly. Um. All right. Well, you know what? If it's, uh, if it's Saudi Arabia, I, I expect, good. I don't have to see it. I don't expect it to. Yeah, very <laughs> true. No one's watching it, so. Well, I no. I mean, we don't get to see that. But outcome. that's the thing. If this was here, I would watch it because not only do I have to watch it, the way it ended, it's like, all right, Goldberg sold for Bobby. Goldberg's son got involved. You're getting me invested and in want to see it. But if you're just doing this yeah, as yeah. an overseas, Goldberg selling for the first time, I'm I'm in. I watch it, but yeah, now I can't watch yeah. it. Now, now I have no interest in watching it because you're doing it in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. How you you could have did the Rock versus you could have did the Rock versus Brock Lesnar in Saudi Arabia. I, I would have no interest in it. Yeah, I, I can't watch it. Morally, it just it just doesn't stand up. Not only that, it's going to be put on at um, three a.m. Not going to stay up till three a.m. and watch the damn thing. No, definitely not doing that. Um, so sleep is important these yeah. days, man. Especially yeah, when you man. do what we do. We don't get a lot of it. Yeah. No. There's too much wrestling going on nowadays. But Goldberg came out Goldberg came out with the L. Bobby came out on top. 
Uh, and as Bobby's walking up the ramp, Goldberg's like, I'm going to kill you. So hopefully yeah. this turns into something good. If it's here, we're going to watch it. If it's not, oh, well, we'll, we'll watch the YouTube yeah. clip. Hope the prince enjoys yep. it. Um, um, and last, but certainly not least, uh, John Cena versus Roman Reigns, universal title. Oh, pause. Pause for Roman Reigns' noise. Okay, keep going. <laughs> um, so you got the tribal chief, the head of the table, versus the 16-time world champion. And his name is John Cena! <laughs> John Cena sucks. <laughs> no, but um, this match was pretty decent for... You know, mm. having two guys that do five moves each. Um, yeah. Cena with the five moves of doom. Roman with the moves that he just feels like doing at the head of the table. Um, yeah. It was solid. It was a good match. Definitely one of the better matches on the card, though. Um, yeah, they really put it together. A lot of back and forth action. Uh, yeah, I will say there was a part in there, though, where John was just kind of getting his ass kicked. Um, yeah, there, and he was doing that whole hold your pants so I can get up thing. There was, and there was also a point in the match where it actually could have looked like John Cena could have pulled this one out. Because yeah. there was like yeah. there was like Superman punch after Superman punch after Superman punch, and then it was AA after AA, and then you mm-hmm. know the five moves. Of yeah, he even did the he even did the top rope AA, which mm-hmm. normally 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 seals the deal. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm surprised. I thought he was going to pull out the sixth move of Doom, but he didn't pull it out. Oh, the, the lightning um, fist. Was that like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> I, I guess that's the counter to the Judas effect. I don't know. You're right, yeah, because it's the spinning back. Ooh, I don't know. Eddie Kingston did it first. Um. <laughs> but, uh, so the match ended, uh, as we both expected. It was like mm-hmm. 50-50 for everybody that we paneled. But Roman came out on top. They put As he put should. The, they as put the lay on his should. neck. Acknowledge him as you should. Tribal chief. Head of the table. Um, but there's always a beast out there somewhere that just wants to destroy the table. But that's exactly what just happened. I'm going to tell you anyway. Brock Lesnar is back. And talk about throwing a monkey wrench into the plans of the tribal chief. Um, Paul Heyman is going to get his ass whooped. Uh, Yeah, Roman looked devastated too. Now, now Roman, Roman didn't even look devastated. Hold on. Roman looked like he was just... Roman looked like uh, he was about to clock out, and they told him he had to stay six more hours. Roman, that's, that's Roman how, looked. That's how Roman looked. He looked like he seen the ghost of girlfriend's past. He was so pissed. He was like, every fucking time. He looked like he seen that one ex girlfriend that won't leave you alone. Oh my god! While he was on a date with the chick, he was trying back. <laughs> she just walked through the door like oh my god but now now we us you and me are faced with a predicament right now yeah for the first time um i am very in favor of brock lesnar 
I was going to say, I, I officially have to unacknowledge the tribal chief. Yeah, I, I think he got some trouble. I think, <laughs> and it's crazy to say, but he's been, and, and he's been the best thing in wrestling for like a year. He, he's been the best powerhouse that they had. Year. He, he's been the biggest force that they've had since Brock Lesnar. Since Brock, like, yeah, since Brock. I mean, the tribal chief head of the table, Roman Reigns, has been the best thing WWE had to offer this entire time. And then suddenly Ponytail Brock shows up, and I'm like, fuck. This, this is, is this is my next chance. But you, <laughs> you know what I love, though? This is the first time in a very long time. I want to say over 15 years. It's got to be over 15 yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say like maybe close to, yeah, over 15 years. The first time in over 15 years, Brock Lesnar has been in WWE, and he's the face. When's the last time Brock Lesnar was a good guy? When he debuted. And I when think he was around Kurt. After that? When he was around Kurt. When he was around, when he first came back and he, well, no, because they booked him as heel, but we we felt like we supported him. Um, so I can't say that. Technically, he was a heel and we just really liked him. Um, so, yeah, I guess when he was with Kurt, it was the last time he was a face. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. And the fact that he's not going to have Paul, he, he's more than likely not going to have Paul. Um He's not going to have anybody to talk for him. This is interesting. He's yeah. got a new look. He's he he looks yeah. bigger. He's got a new build. He looks bigger. He looks he looks leaner. He he looks more cut, he right? Bigger. Yeah, he's look he looked cut up. He looks leaner. Uh, he don't look like a barrel no yeah, more. Yeah, like before he was like what two eighty. Now he was like, like two eighty of bulk. Yeah. Now he looks like yeah, it looked like he slimmed down. Now he looks he nice now and he cut. looks like two seventy solid muscle. Mm-hmm. All that is all them butchering cows and the, chopping trees. Got the full, got the full beard. Looking like the with the mohawk ponytail. Looking like Viking man over here. Right. Looking like a. Like he just looking came, like the true like he logo. Just came back from a wood chopping. Looking like the true logo for the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> somebody, uh, somebody hit my phone. It was like they remind he they were he reminded them of uh, uh, the brawn paper towels guy. <laughs> I was like, he does look like a lumberjack. Like he does look like he wears flannel on his off days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like. I, I can't be mad at you, but I dig it. I dig I'm with it, it man. Like, I dig. I really am. Uh, and, uh, go ahead. I was I was laughing because uh, Swerve Scott was on Twitter saying, um, uh, "Brock better look just like this when 2K22 comes out." <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, "Yo, I fully support Swerve Scott. If it's not Ponytail Brock, take it back." Like, <laughs> you know damn well. I need Ponytail Brock. Now you know full and damn well if there is no Ponytail Brock in 2K, one of us is gonna have to create Ponytail Brock for the community. Somebody gotta create Ponytail Brock for the community, <laughs> for the culture. <laughs> I need it. Yeah, we're gonna need Ponytail Brock for sure. But um, so Brock comes out to the ring. 
stands on the steps that are away from the ring, just stares him down, jumps in the mm-hmm. ring, keeps staring him down some more. And um, can we just get a custody of Paul Heyman ladder match? That's what I need. That's we, what I we need a custody of Paul <laughs> Heyman ladder match. Because now, mm-hmm. as soon as I said it, like as soon as his music hit, because, you know, some of us were on a delay, I had to turn my camera off. Mm-hmm. And as soon as everybody was caught up and seen it, I turned my camera back on. And the first thing I said, Paul going to get his ass whooped. <laughs> you know what? I expected I expected that to be like the first thing. I expect I expect them to come out Friday and him be like, Paul, you gotta choose. I don't even want him to say it, but just I just want him to look at Paul. I just want him to be like because the the first the first thing I expected to happen when he came out was for him to look at Roman, to look at Paul and be like, come here. <laughs> just, just the finger, like get over here. And then, they, and then they both just leave, and Paul's just looking like the kid in the custody battle. Like, mom told me to go, but dad is right, right. here. Paul start working. Paul start looking at both of them. Like, who do I go home with? <laughs> like, no. Give me, give me my Paul. Give me, give me my Paul. Give me back my roadie. <laughs> Oh, uh, this this is gonna be great uh i haven't been this excited for a brock lesnar feud in a long time and i'm in a long time. i think i haven't been this excited for a brock feud since maybe punk or triple h yeah <laughs> the the only thing the only thing that would ruin this is if they had them fighting saudi arabia <laughs> Y'all can't see Duke's face right now, but I'm gonna I'm give you a description. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I am literally throwing the book every time he says Saudi Arabia. I have a book in front of me of what we're supposed to run down. Every time he says we're having that match in Saudi Arabia, I take the book and I toss it in the air. It could happen though. I almost just knocked over the whole damn microphone when I threw that book in the air. It could be Goldberg down there. It could be Brock down there, Roman, Bobby Lashley. You know the Prince like big guys. Are you trying to turn me into an alcoholic? (laughs) Our our viewers do not want to hear that right now, Stevie. That would be so sad, wouldn't it? That would be terrible. Mm -mm. All right, well... I'm not ready. I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for the Saudi Arabia-based promos. No. I'm not ready for it. And Riyadh. <laughs> I'm not ready for it. You remember how in shambles all the shows used to look when they were, like, planning for a regular pay-per-view and also doing the Saudi Arabia pay-per-view? We got the Saudi and Arabia like, pay-per-view on a Thursday, and then we got to fly back to the right, States like, on the Friday to have the SmackDown, and then we got to have the pay-per-view in this town on a Sunday. Right, it it be the the they they'd be running a go home show, but also running a regular show because Saudi Arabia Saudi Arabia was like uh uh, uh Friday, but <laughs> but Money in the Bank was two weeks away. <laughs> it's like what the fuck are we doing? Like, what are we doing, man? What is this bullshit? <laughs> you would have somebody come out and be like. I'm challenging you for the WWE title in Saudi Arabia. Right. Two promos later, 
I'll see you in two weeks at Money in the Bank. Like, wait right. a minute, like, what damn. What is this? What's going I got to get through this. <laughs> If I lose that Saudi Arabia, you can't you and you can't even talk to me no more. You gotta talk to this person. Right. There's dudes that's like not even supposed to be here delivering promos for a match we're never gonna watch. Like, I don't want to see Ric Flair out here cutting a promo on Shawn Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> like, what am I doing here? What, what are y'all doing? I don't need this. Yeah, but terrible. On to a certain thing that'll not be in Saudi Arabia. Um, oh, we're at the we're at the thing. We're yeah. The thing. Uh, so AEW Rampage was Friday, and I don't know about you, but after watching it, I had a craving for some ice cream. Mm. Um, so, would you like to discuss why? We had we had a craving for ice cream. Uh, well, uh, after SmackDown had finished, um, I remember nothing from that Friday as far as SmackDown goes. Me neither. Um, Ten o'clock it hit, mm-hmm. and. I'm gonna give you the story. So I was, I was, I was rushing to turn on uh, the TNT app. Um, it had logged me out, so now I'm scrambling for somebody to log me back into TNT. Uh, I logged back in, and I made it. I made it before anything happened, uh, because luckily AEW Rampage happened to be Friday. Uh, you know, it's second week, nothing big. They're in Chicago. That's always fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no big news is is uh, is upon us. It's just a regular show. Just wanted to see. Yeah. Um, the crowd, for whatever reason, is chanting CM Punk. But you know, it's it's Chicago. Yeah. So expected. You know, if that's gonna happen, that's gonna happen. Um, and then there's a long silence. And then I lose my fucking mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> CM Punk is really here. Like, they, I thought they was bullshitting for a minute. Yeah. Because the Titan Tron was just red. And I was like, no. No. Well, no. Because. And then I started to see the Chicago things. And then I saw his name and I was like, oh my fucking God, it's real. Yeah. And out comes the best in the world. I, I just... <laughs> Why the prodigal son has returned. It was, it was amazing. It was, it was it beautiful. Was amazing. It, it was beautiful. Like, oh, I was jumping up and down. I was, uh, I was clapping. I was, you know, I was over the moon. Men were crying in the crowd. Like the, I was like, this is this is truly amazing, you know. Uh, it was like ice cold water on a hot summer day. <laughs> it was like the first time I heard the Beatles. It was like, it yeah. was like Michael Jordan getting that second three peat. 
it was like you remember Edge's return where it was speculation but you didn't really know I didn't even think there was speculation I, I, I think nobody knew Edge was coming back right yeah, well, okay. Well, there was speculation. I was very, I was there, very, there was speculation. Speculated. There was speculation that Edge was coming back. You know, but this was you know like, this was like, this was like somebody saying the most impossible thing in the world was about to happen. This was like somebody saying Pete Rose was going into the Hall of Fame. This was like some, this was like, this was like, this was like somebody saying Michael Jordan was coming out of retirement. For a one-on-one game against LeBron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, no, it's never gonna happen. This was like this was like uh 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 LeBron doing the dunk contest. It's like that's not he's not gonna do it. He's too big. There's no way. It, and it, it just, it was crazy. It was like, like I said, there were grown men crying. Like, like I, I love There was grown men. Shit. There like, was grown men on live streams on YouTube. Shout out Fetch Frequency. <laughs> uh, losing their damn minds on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So there was a few people on, um, on some live watch streams crying. Um, I tried my hardest. CM Punk to AEW confirmed. I tried my hardest. I kept it together. To hold it together. It was very difficult. I tried. Yeah, I kept it together, but I was close. I try, I try I not close. to lose my shit too much. Um, yeah. But it was that was very difficult to hold together. But I I did I did do a lot of smiling. Yeah, like he crowd surfed. That was cool. I know. Did you see that the one security guard was trying to like. Pull him back he in. Was, yeah, yo, he was so and scared. Punk was, Punk was, was like, it's like, okay, it's okay. He's like, these are my people. He was like, oh, no, I've lost CM Punk. <laughs> like, you had one job. <laughs> Keep CM Punk safe. Punk's like, it's all right, these are my people. Right. Uh, so, so um, yeah, like, he, he hugged this person and that person. He crowd served. Punk was like, I run this uh, shit. Y'all just live here. Facts. It was like... Uh, it was bigger than uh, Daniel Bryan's uh, revolution, and um, when he when he when they occupied. Rome. Now you know I think there's it was bigger. Than I think that. there's only like, a handful of people that would be able to do that in Chicago. I think Michael Jordan's one of them. I think CM Punk is probably the only other one that would be able to do something mm-hmm. like that in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I think you're absolutely right, man. It was it was incredible. Um, and then he, and then he got a microphone and it just got better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just got even better. Um, so that, I mean, I mean, I mean, you, you, you take it. There's a, there's a couple of things. All right. Well, he, he cut a promo, uh, in, in pipe, in a pipe bomb esque fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, took a couple digs at the former company that he worked for. Showed mm-hmm. love to the company that he worked for before the last company he worked for. Um, yeah. But he said something along the lines of August 13th, 2005, he left professional wrestling. 
Mm-hmm. And then he, the next date he said was um, August 20th, 2021. Now, a lot of people took that the wrong way in a sense that, oh, he's saying that, you know, he's not even acknowledging WWE. He's going to pretend like he's been retired for those 16 years. He wasn't saying that. For me, what he was saying was August 13th, 2005, he left professional wrestling, meaning Ring of Honor, yes, and went to sports entertainment. Yeah, he left He left the sport of professional wrestling for uh, WWE or Vince McMahon's sport of... Uh, entertainment. Of entertainment. Yeah. Uh, sports entertainment. And um, which is... Which also kind of a kind of a shot at it Vince is but it's because true that's what he says vince says he does he's not in the wrestling business he's in the entertainment business they don't do pro wrestling vince hates the word pro wrestling um what he does is sports entertainment so that's true he left the world of pro wrestling to go do sports entertainment and he, and now he's and playing. he he used hints of he said it was unplanned he was shooting from the hip speaking from the heart Mm -hmm. and he used a little Mm -hmm. bit of uh promos that we've talked about in the past he he used a little bit of paul Heyman when paul Heyman shot on vince way back in the alliance era he used Mm -hmm. a little bit of the joey styles shoot when joey styles left in 06 or something like that when Mm -hmm. pro wrestling became a dirty word um Mm -hmm. And then he spoke on it, on some of the stuff he experienced, like he was going to he was going to get sick and get worse in the place that he was in before this. And which I totally yeah, agree. Absolutely. Because he, he would have just been running himself into the ground. Should he almost died? Yeah, I still remember him talking about that. Like He almost died. He, sh- he shit himself in the ring. Uh, they were giving him. They wouldn't cut the cyst out of his out of his uh out of his back out of his fucking back. They just kept giving him antibiotics. Yeah, he he got the laser eye surgery and the surgery on his elbow, and they still brought him back because they said, "Oh no, you can still cut promos with a bad elbow." And mm-hmm. then he got the laser eye surgery, and fucking people from Nexus are digging into his eyes. So he he was gonna he was gonna get fucked up. If he stayed there, because mm-hmm. knowing the type of person he is, he puts his body on the line more than the average wrestler, mm-hmm. more than every other sports entertainer, aside from maybe, you know, the guys that are older than him, aside from the guys like Jeff and Edge. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's, it's crazy now. Um, well, no, we'll, we'll get through the whole promo and then I'll talk about that. So um, I really enjoyed the part where um, even though I felt like he didn't need to say it um, and a lot of people out there agreed with me. Um, he gets into a part where he's talking about um, he's talking directly to um, his supporters saying um, if you felt uh, disappointed or upset at any decisions I made um, in the last seven years. Like, I, I totally understand. Yeah, he, he kind of apologized. What he was yeah. talking about, yeah, what he was talking about leaving and um, 
he didn't need to say no, that. No, because we and I'm sure we didn't blame like us personally. Like I, I, I don't know. I can't speak for everybody else because everybody else mm-hmm. has a different opinion. But as far as right. we go, and the vast majority of people that we talk to, we don't blame him for leaving. Like he, not at all. If we, like, if me personally, if I'm in his shoes, I'm putting my body on the line. You know, I'm getting sick to the point where I'm shitting myself in the ring. I'm potentially shortening my life for you guys mm-hmm. and. I'm not getting the main event, but you're still making me the damn workhorse. I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. I'm gone. I got other. Th- I got mm-hmm. other hobbies I can do. I got other companies. I gotta get better. Yeah. I, I'm getting married. You know what I mean? Uh, like, like, and not only that, what you guys are doing to my my fiance too. Oh, you best. Mm-hmm. And you gotta have. You best believe I'm. You gotta down. have a sour taste in your mouth about wrestling. Period. You would have to want to get away. Yeah, and, you know and, what I mean? And my friends that are there, you're treating them like shit too when they should be. Mm-hmm. Case in point, Kofi Kingston. When Kofi finally got that world title push, they asked CM Punk about it yeah. after he left. He said, that's great for Kofi. I'm proud of Kofi. Um, they should have done it 10 fucking years ago. Yep. Wish they should mm-hmm. have. Because he, he got it in what, 2019. Yeah. Who, who was he feuding with in 2009 when he was on that white hot baby face, uh, baby face push when he was dumping paint all mm-hmm. over the race car? Mm-hmm. Randy Orton would have been the perfect person to make him. And then... I mean, but then again, that's kind of a downfall to Randy too because Randy kind of killed that for him. But uh, mm-hmm. still, they he's right. They should have did it 10 years ago. And if you listen to... I know... He, he, him and Cole Cabana aren't friends anymore, or maybe they they're trying yeah. to mend the fence since he's in AEW. I think I think that's what'll happen. I think I think they'll have some kind of talk and squash it, and um, and I think that's a testament to uh, CM Punk saying he has some scores to sell. Yeah. I think they're gonna they're gonna reconcile things backstage and then um, play it up like they're. Uh, that they're still enemies yeah. to have a a pay per view match mm-hmm. where they squash it afterwards. Yeah. Hopefully, he doesn't become the leader of the Dark Order. No, I, I would. Um, <laughs> out now. I, I was not. I was just listening last. I think he's led enough factions. Yeah, yeah. We need Punk by himself <laughs> for a little bit. Yeah, but I was just listening to the Colt Cabana podcast last night where Punk was on it. And mm. listening to listening to that, like listening back on it, seven years ago, six years ago, whenever they did it, and yeah, today, uh, a couple of days after Punk signs with AEW, everything he said back then still stands true today. Like every mm. word, the doctors, the, the the grueling schedules, the shit they go through as talent, um, management. Yeah. Nothing's changed in six years. Every, they were still they were still releasing people for no reason on budget. Everything is exactly the same. Everything he said is exactly the same. Um, so John Laurinaitis is still uh, a yes man that's by his side tightly. It's just now he has Nick Khan. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Johnny Ace has his head so has lot has his head lodged up people's asses over there. That's not even funny. Like this dude is starting to have dingleberries on his shoulders. That's how far his head is up Vince McMahon's ass. 
So I mean, he's, he he wasn't wrong, and he wasn't wrong, and he t- and it's only gotten yeah, worse. and and Punk talked about on the podcast the ice cream bars, mm-hmm. ice mm-hmm. cream bars at at the show. Those, those yeah, that was a personal dig. That was genius, by the marketing way. genius. Um, the, the rappers. It was a marketing genius. It was a marketing genius, and it was the ultimate um, slap in the face to Vince. Um, and and I personally, I went back. Uh, I think it was the night of SummerSlam. Before we threw SummerSlam on. I went back and watched the pipe bomb promo again mm-hmm. um, to really take in everything he said about um, the cups, the buses, the not being, not even being in the intro mm-hmm. of the goddamn show. Not on the, not on the poster for SummerSlam. Yep. Not on the collector's cups. <laughs> but still having people get a fucking... shove the collector's cups in his face for autographs and his face. Like, oh my God, like he made so much sense. It, it it was so like to the heart of um probably what everyone would be thinking now. And it was like, man, he's got he makes such a good point. And it still holds up. Like Yeah, because way back when he was like, Look at that, I just made you a million dollars in ice cream sales. The rappers from mm-hmm. the damn show. The rappers themselves mm-hmm. are going for fifty to a hundred dollars for a rapper, and, and we thought it, and we thought it was just funny when he was cutting that promo on Vince. Like, I want a private jet. I want this. I want that. I want my face on fucking ice cream bars. And it <laughs> wasn't even his face on ice cream bars. And it was, and it was a small, and it was a small comment that he added in there when he was giving that promo to Vince. Like, I want my face on the ice cream, but like, I just, it was like, no, I'm owed this. Like, I, I should have these things and, and that you, you give everyone else. And they, st- I still don't think they released his face on the ice cream bars after that promo. No, but they made so he fucking, finally gets his ice cream bars. No, but they fucking made Bootio cereal. Right. You see, but that's to his point, like... And the Bootio cereal and he flop. finally gets his ice cream bar. The, si- the cereal does. flop. You, you only see it in FYE. Mm-hmm. Um, it is totally flop. They sell it nowhere in big stores now. It's a novelty. Yeah, it, it's it's not at ShopRite. Um, it's not at uh, it's not at Win Dixie's. It's not at Publix. It's not at Save a Lot. No. It's not anywhere. You might you might find it at Five Below. Yeah, see, <laughs> you, you might find it at Five Below. It'll most likely be at an FYE. But now you can. Like FYE is famous for like if Tony Khan was smart, you don't even gotta make big packs of the shit. You can just do like the four packs. No. And you can sell them for eight bucks, nine bucks. And you're making a huge profit on ice cream right there. The rappers are going for fifty. You could put that in stores. The rappers are going for fifty to a hundred. The actual ice cream bars themselves are going Mm. for over triple that. How they're gonna mm. ship it to you, I don't know. But I, I was looking at yeah, it. no clue. There's people that actually have the fucking frozen ice cream bars. The whole thing. Wow. I, 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 I forget who it was. I think it was uh it might have been Dita Toy Hunter or it might have been Joey Reckless that was saying it. But I looked it up and it's going for over triple what the rapper's going for. How they're gonna I'm how sure. they're gonna ship it to you, I don't know. Unless they're gonna get one of them like I know there's certain companies you can go through that cold ship 
So unless yeah. you do that, but that shipping's expensive. That's like fucking forty dollars shipping for an ice cream bar. People will pay it. People will pay that shit. But I believe it. So now, now we're at the spot where we have so many potential punk feuds that we can have, and the mm. first. And this the first one is already a dream, a dream feud that we mm. we discussed. Him and Darby Allen. My boy Darby um, Allen. Liked him since day one. It's weird for me to say that Fetz brought this up. I didn't think in my life or any time recently that we would get CM Punk and Sting on the same roster. In 2021. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you would have told me five years ago, CM Punk and Sting are going to be on the same roster, interacting with each other, I, w- I would have told you you're crazy as hell. I don't believe you. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought about this um, after the promo had went off. Because I was so excited for him versus Darby. And I'm thinking about the spots in the match, because I know... Punk is a huge fan of Darby Allen's Suicide Dive. And I was thinking to myself for a second, uh, if I was writing out the match with them Mm -hmm. and I was looking for spots, I would love to have a spot where um, Punk hits Darby with a real good move, maybe like the, um, that, uh, combo where he ends in a roundhouse yeah. kick. And he goes to the outside and Sting walks up to him. And you have that 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 five-second moment where you get a CM Punk and Sting stared at. Yeah. And the crowd goes nuts. And then Darby can hit that crazy suicide dive on Punk. But just that moment of like, CM Punk and Sting face-to-face like unbelievable. So we know we're going to get the Darby Allen match. Uh, For sure. All out in Chicago. That's going to sell out the pay-per-view itself, but yeah, what? Because we talked about this a little bit. What are some some dream matches that you want to see with Punk in AEW. Yeah, so this is what I was saving. I was going to say, um, this is a very, very interesting time in wrestling. It is such a good time. And it's funny because in the 50th episode, um, we asked every guest what the state of wrestling was. And um, some of them were like kind of half and half some of them were like, it's not in the best place. It could be better. But after this weekend, it, it sort of feels like... It's, it's gotten better. It's not great. It's it's Some parts of the wrestling industry aren't great. Mm-hmm. But it is such a great time to be a wrestling fan right yeah. now. And I think it's because, and, and especially for the CM Punk people, uh, if you're not a CM Punk person, I don't know what else you are, but for CM Punk fans, especially because we're at this crazy place where the man that kind of pioneered 
indie wrestlers mm-hmm. into the mainstream never got to fight any of the indie wrestlers that he paved the way for. Yep. But now he has the potential to fight all of them. Yes. He- so we're in a very crazy place where it's like it's like Michael Jordan coming back to the league and being like, give me everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like now every game is special. It's like Michael coming back and being like, all right, now I can play against LeBron. I can play against D Wade. I can play against, you know, these guys. Uh, Russell Westbrook. Give me, give me, give me Durant. Mm -hmm. Give me, you know what I mean? Give me, give me all the big players of today. Mm -hmm. Give me, give me Steph Curry. And let me see how I shape up. Right, right. So it, it's 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 wild because now the possibilities are and now any match is like potential because mm-hmm. you get him in there with Darby, oh perfect. But it isn't it doesn't even have to be somebody of Darby's level. He could get in there with uh, um, Pentagon, and he'd be like, oh shit, mm-hmm. I'm ready for this. He could get in there with um, he could get in there with oh shit, it'd be cool to see him with Christopher Daniels. Uh, he could get in there with Scorpio Sky. Uh, let me think of somebody. Scorpio Sky would be amazing. He could get in there with uh, fucking. I'm trying not to say Jungle Boy. He could get in there with uh, who else is somebody from the mid card that I love. He could get in there with uh, Stark. Get in there with MJF. He could get in there with Ricky Starks. He could get in there with uh, Sammy Guevara. Cody. He could get in there with Cody. Uh, shit, it just it, anybody is like huge, and then if you do that forbidden door thing, mm. you can get in there with Jay White, mm-hmm. you can get in there with Kenta already called yeah, him out. You can, yeah, the fucking the, and we called yeah. that one, we called Kenta. Mm-hmm. And, you can do Kenta, you can and, do fucking Jay White, you know, if mm-hmm. uh, you want him and Kenny is a big one, we didn't mm-hmm. say like there's a, there's a lot you can do. I mean, every, I like literally, him, damn near, Danny, damn near anyone of potential. I think a sleeper match that you could do if you want to take him the uh, the impact route, him and Chris Bay. Yeah. Trey Miguel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Him and Trey Miguel would be amazing. Eddie Edwards. Him and Ace Austin. Mm-hmm. I would pay to see. Uh, yeah, him and Eddie Edwards would be dope. Him and uh, especially in a hardcore him match, and, uh, him and Eddie Edwards. Him and Tama Tonga going back and forth on the microphone. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I could see. I could see. Um, I could definitely see him and Jay White. I could definitely see. Um, I could see them feuding over Jay White wanting to invite him into Bullet Club, and him saying no, and then him and Jay White get into it, like. I'm glad you're back to wrestling. Let me be the first to make sure you're supported and you have people that get your back. Come join the Bullet Club. And Punk is like, no. Uh, I don't need you. I don't need them. I'm better than all of you. (laughs) I don't need it. And JY gets pissed. And he's like, if you're not with us, you're against us. Then you get then you get punk versus Kenta. Then you get punk versus Tamatonga. Then you get punk you, versus Jay White. And, and you get him dropping another dig at WWE. Like, I don't know if you've been around, kid, but uh I think I'm the one who started this. You're either next to us or against us kind of thing. 
yeah. <laughs> oh man. Little dig at the That'd little Nexus dope. dig. That'd be dope, man. That'd be dope. Him and Pac. Yeah. Like the possibilities are that'd be the sick. possibilities are endless. Like they really are. Seriously, man. Like the potential. Oh my God. I could see that being how he gets into most of these. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. now that I think about it, I could see I could see them working an angle where he can stay out of the title picture for a good long time, just doing multiple feuds where he's he's trying to stay on his own. Yeah, but everyone's trying to recruit him. I could see him getting into it with the Nightmare Family. Mm-hmm. That's how he ends up fighting Cody. Because he Cody that wants to have his back and he doesn't want it. Um, the elite, he get into it with Kenny and them. Cause Kenny tries to offer his hand. He could get into it with MJF, not joining the Pinnacle. He could get it into it with the Bullet Club, not joining the Bullet Club. Uh, I think the Dark Order would be a safe one, but it would be kind of like a hangman page thing where it's like, I'm not, I'm not gonna join you guys, but I'm not gonna reject your help. Yeah if you come out, like, you know what I mean? But I'm going to keep telling, it's going to be like, I, I don't need you to be there, for mm-hmm. me, but I appreciate it kind of thing. But he doesn't join him. I could see it. I could see that with, um, shit. Who was I just thinking of? Um, Matt Hardy. Oh yeah. <laughs> see that with the, with the Hardys. <laughs> you need a big money man behind you. <laughs> Like, Matt, are you serious? <laughs> if you don't get away from me. You not realize we've been to the same places before, Matt? Right. That'd be crazy. I know you would I, I know see. you would think that's wonderful, but I'm just not into it. <laughs> I can see that. Oh man, just the possibilities, man. The possibilities are endless. Shit. I would even take him and Christian running it back. Because I feel like they never got a real good spotlight to do their thing. And now they're in a place where they're both like main eventers. So it's just it's just dope that he's back and he can do all of that. Um I don't know. You got it, you got any more to say about it? Not really. I think uh I think you hit the nail on the head, man. But it's it's a moment. Becky's back. Rock is back, Punk is back, Daniel Bryan's coming. I think Adam Cole is coming somewhere very soon because he's not contracted to anybody, so he could be anywhere. Yeah, that's true. All these big names are free agents mm-hmm. right now. Braun, Bray, Adam. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely possibly. a good time. So it's ridiculous. Even though I really would, even though, even though I, I, I think Daniel's solidly, I think they already announced he was with AEW. Yeah, I mean, I would still, I still would have wanted to see him in like NWA, but I get it. Yeah. You want to jump right into these shout outs? Uh, yeah. I'll jump in first. Uh, as always, I'm going to shout out our Instagram people. You got Reckless Figs, you got Dita Toy Hunter, you got Fetch Frequency. Uh, also, I'm going to shout out somebody who's just jumped in and been talking to us on Instagram, uh, McFly Collectibles. You can catch him on YouTube and Instagram as well. 
we, me and him, been going back and forth discussing some of the stuff we agree on and don't agree on, as far as AEW and Vince McMahon and you know his his handlings with NXT. Uh, so he has some good content too. He's a good wrestling fan. Hopefully soon we'll have him on the show. So if you guys don't know him, you should definitely go check him out as well. Uh, and Bobby Rassels as well, all about wrestling. So you guys got to go check them out. Uh, that's pretty much all I got. So let's toss it right on over to you now. Um, as far as Twitter shout outs and just another general shout out. Um, somebody we interact with a lot. Good cop, bad cop wrestling podcast. Shout out to them. Um, I think uh, I want to I, I have a few choice shout outs that I want to uh, kind of go off on. Uh, first one is our biggest one. I mentioned the company at the beginning of the pod. Uh, one of our newest Twitter followers is uh, GSW Global Syndicate Wrestling. Uh, so shout out to them. Uh, a big shout out to that 90s wrestling podcast. Uh, I shouted them out before, but uh, this past week or week or two, I've gotten a real good chance to listen to a lot of their stuff. They get a lot of good interviews. Um, I listened to the one with Eric Bischoff. I listened to the one with uh, with uh, uh, Tyler Breeze, I believe, and uh, one other person. But they they get really good interviews. They ask some really good questions. Um, so shout out to that '90s wrestling podcast. Um, I want to give a shout out to Sicko Games. Uh, Sicko Games has. Um, one of my new favorite uh, phone games, which I'm even surprised is a mobile game. Um, it's called Wrestling GM. I found Wrestling GM after trying out AEW's GM mode app. And I found that the AEW GM mode app is cool, but it's very goal-based and you don't keep a consistent roster. I mean, you can... But it's, it's, I don't know, they, they haven't found out the best way to make it smooth and enjoyable. Um, but the app is good if you're just like, you know, trying to pass some time. Um, but I wanted to find a GM mode that really reminded me of the video game. And I ended up finding something even better in Sicko Games Wrestling GM app. They let you do literally everything. You can go um to any part of the country pick any promotion you can change the name of the promotion you can name every pay-per-view they have um they give you a full backstory of every person on the roster they tell you who's an opener who's a mid carter who's the main eventer um they give you tag team stables you can make your own tag teams your own factions you literally write out the show you pick who's going to win. You pick the segments. You pick how long they are. It, it's it's the most complete game I've ever seen. You are literally the general manager of whatever show you choose to be. Um, you can literally write a script for the entire show if you want. It, you, you control every single detail of everything uh, to the point where I've actually had to go out and get a book just to keep all my notes to play it efficiently because I don't want to <laughs> bullshit it. Like I want to really enjoy it 
and it makes me feel like a real GM. Um, yeah, I, I've noticed when you do your GM modes on the older consoles, you do tend to leave a notebook and take notes of exactly. uh, and, and it, your talent. And it's crazier than that. So it, to, to find a GM mode that's enjoyable, but still is like, uh, I can get as into it as to have a book is like phenomenal. It's the best GM mode I've I've uh, I've ever I've ever played, uh, especially mobile. So, shout out to Sicko Games for their wrestling GM app, uh, and that's all my shout outs, man. All right, cool. Um, well, before we get off of here, I don't know if my listeners have seen, but on our YouTube channel, we did a predictions for SummerSlam, mm-hmm. and uh it came down to the wire between me and stevie if you haven't seen the video go check out the video it's on our youtube page same as the same title as our podcast Mm -hmm. and it came down to one match and the winner of said feud or said predictions Mm -hmm. by one match by one match Stevie Jobber. So as, as much as it pains me, Stevie Jobber is officially the first 24-7 Intercontinental Champion for the Dangerous Jobbers podcast. Thank you very much. So now, Thank you. Now Stevie Jobber gets the 24-7 Intercontinental title and he gets a wrestling figure or wrestling pop. Mm-hmm. Now, I already know the wrestling figure or pop that he's going to get. It's just a matter of us filming the video so he can get said figure or pop and officially be crowned the champion. So now, Stevie Jobber is technically the double champ reigning with the U S and intercontinental. Mm. I wish I had a Conor McGregor soundbite, but yeah. The double champ does what the fuck he wants. (laughs) Terrible Conor McGregor impression, but we're going to do a video on that. Hopefully soon where I can crown him the champ and give him the popper figure. And once that comes out, we'll let you guys know so you can go check it out. Um, but that's pretty much all we got for you guys this week. Uh, this was a good week. Uh, hopefully this week coming up is just as good. Mm-hmm. Have, a, have a blessed one, you guys. Stay up. Stay blessed. And as always, Saskatchewan!